0: And you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
1: The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
2: A disappointing exit in the Pizza Cup and some more injury worries. Not the best night last night. Welcome to the Blue Monday podcast. Uh, Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Q&A stream, which means we want you to set the agenda. So do get that chat filled up with questions and we'll try and make the whole show revolve around what you want spoken about. But uh, we did have a game last night in the Pizza Cup. 2-0 defeat at home to Pompey. Um, Joe, you were there. Initial initial thoughts on the game before we get into questions?
3: Um, It was a pretty... I thought the first half hour was really good. And then after that, it was a pretty poor, poor sort of disjointed performance from that point on. We we struggled to play out from the back. Portsmouth really sort of pressed life out of us. And we sort of won those games. we sort of made enough changes that it was disjointed, but not enough changes that it was a weak team. So I think I think everyone would have been disappointed with it, what they saw there. But you look at it and you've got sort of Caden Jackson playing as a number nine on his own. And that really doesn't suit him in this role in in this team you had Kamara playing as a 10 and he struggled really sort of slowed us down quite often with the ball and still doesn't quite look fit you had obviously Marcus Harness going off which I'm sure we'll discuss later and then rather than bring on a Wes Burns you have s- sort of Zander Caesar come on so you can see what um how sort of much respect we were given it we sort of put a Decent team out, but we sort of probably put made as many changes as we could. But i so say when you looked at one point we're a four-two-three-one with Kane Vincent Young on the right, Panucci Kamar, an unfit Panucci Kamar in the middle, and um Zander Zizebird on the left. So and then Caden Jackson up front in the four. It's a, that's a big come down from Wes Burns. Connor Chaplin, Marcus Harness, and Freddie Ladapo, isn't it? And I say that's that's what it mattered. But we could have, we could have gone ahead. We had two really good chances, relatively early on. Greg Lee with probably his first touch, point blank header from two yards, which didn't make the highlights, but was well saved. And I'd say I say there was a penalty incident at the end. I did, I personally it didn't look a penalty to me, but Kieran McKenna seemed to think it was one. I am sure he's had a better view and watched more replays than I have. And then you get a penalty in the 90th minute, and all of a sudden you are a shoot out away from being in the next round. But I think when McKenna came out after the game and said that now gives us a free week between I think was at the Wickham game and the Peterborough game later in the season well I think there's your answer there isn't it I think you're quite happy to have that now aren't you
2: Um can see the questions filling up we'll get to them in a second Um evening said what was what was your take generally on um, broadly on last night
4: like what Joe said, you know, the biggest disappointment obviously is injury to, to harness that I'm sure we'll discuss in detail. Looking at the, the side when they announced it, it was, you know, strong, but I guess we are slightly limited now by the number of bodies that we've got out missing and yeah, just a bit of a frustrating one. I've, I wasn't there. Obviously, I've seen the highlights and I've I've seen some footage recorded from inside the ground. It looks like we had had our chances of the, the Greg Lee header and the Kamara header in the first half. If, if one of those goes in, it's a different game, isn't it? But it is what it is. I, I don't think that, you know, having the, the, the injury list we've got, I'm not that bothered that we've, we've you know, we're ticking one one less fixture to have to come up against in December. It's frustrating. A trip out to Wembley would be lovely. We're still going to have the stat of being one of was it six or seven teams that haven't played at the new it Wembley. It gets lower but,
2: each year, Seb, doesn't it?
4: Yeah, but it is what it is. You know, we all know that the overall goal this year for you know is, is one goals one two three four five a promotion. Anything else is a bit of a bonus. And you know, if going out now saves us some 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 some, some bodies later on down the line, then then so be it. A frustrating evening, but look at the longer term picture. I'm not that fussy in all honesty. Well, we we
3: are still in the FA Cup with regards to that Wembley thing. We only actually have to get to the semi-final (laughs) to play there.
2: Oh, very nice too. Ever the optimist, Joseph. Um, Get your questions coming in, guys. Um, I can see Craig in the green room. We'll bring him in in just a sec as well. He was at the game. Uh, Just quickly, uh, Flim Flam says, um, RIP to both David and Wilco Johnson. Obviously, Wilco Johnson, great um, guitarist. David Johnson... We're not going to speak about tonight because we're going to let David Diamond, who will do that way better than uh, any of us could ever dream to do. He is going to deal with that. So there will be a um, comment on the career, uh, hopefully a sort of celebratory type thing from Dave on the great David Johnston. Um, Johnson, excuse me. Uh, Craig. Welcome, my friend. Um the boys have just given their take on last night. I so just want to quickly give yours. Um we'll get to the questions, guys. Keep them coming in. But you go ahead, Craig.
5: Yeah, um was. I didn't hear what the guys were saying because I was throwing a jack of a- Absolute down my rock
2: from from both of them. Talk some sense. Yeah. Token.
5: <laughs> um it just it's just horribly disjointed, wasn't it? Really? You could you could tell there was a a team who hadn't played very much football recently. The guys who were sort of either hadn't been in the team or coming back from injury looked like they hadn't been in the team or we're coming back from injury, unfortunately. Um, and what has been a pretty solid defence um, looked all over the place last night. Poor old Wolfie was out of position to accommodate Keo, and Edmondson had a bit of a shocker. So Wolfie wasn't there to cover for him. It was Keo who was having to cover for the mistakes that Edmondson was seemingly making pretty, um, pretty often at the back. And then up front, we looked like we had a... I said in the in the telegram chat it looked like we had a right back a defensive midfielder and a and a raw youngster behind a guy who can't play up front by himself unfortunately they just it just didn't work you know the no one was really showing for the ball when when Humphreys had it when when Morsey had it the front four weren't weren't showing for it and um, we again for a what a third fourth consecutive home game we huffed and puffed and had an awful lot of shots but didn't really ever look like we were going to um create anything of any note, let alone score, unfortunately.
2: Nice. As, as Rob right. was
5: saying that, it's just it's a lot of it was to get minutes into legs, wasn't it? You know, Lee looked <clears throat> as probably as sharp as he as he could do um after the layoff that he'd had. Kamara looked rusty as hell, but you know, it's another considerable amount of minutes in his legs, so he it looks like he'll be having to um have more of an input sooner rather than later as well.
3: Uh, it did feel like a reserves game, you know, where you've the first team manager said, I want to get sixty minutes into him, ninety minutes into him, forty five minutes to him, and the reserve team manager just has to find a way to make that happen and the game plan goes out the window. but like i say if that's what we if that's what McKenna and the club wanted to get out of it, then I don't think we're in a really in a position to grumble too much at it when you look at the progress we're making in the league at the moment.
2: 100%. Uh, right, let's get into some questions. Get that chat filled up with questions. Um, we can. I'm sure there'll be something on Marcus Harness. So we'll wait for that. Um, Mark Ashton. Uh, we'll go to Seb on this then. Uh, did another interview on the um, sort of club media and the YouTube over there. He was asked about January, but with a couple of um, central midfield issues um, now, and also. Harness. What, what, What are you looking at in terms of January? And Charlie's added there in terms of outgoings as well. What are your thoughts?
4: Well, I guess we you know we we've, we've got three um, spaces if we deregister Ball, haven't we? So we can, we can bring in two to the squad already as it stands at the moment. If we take Ball out, if he is done for the season, which it sounds like he is, then we can bring in three three players. The, it sounds like from that interview, some deals are already in talks, and some appear to be maybe a bit further down the line than others. I guess we'll have to wait and see. You know, we we, we clamoured out for a striker for kind of the last six to eight weeks, but that, you know, has that now been been fixed? John Jules. Well, I guess we need to know the extent of his injury to to, to make a decision on him if we're going to send him back and. And looked yeah, through
3: surgery it. last
4: week, John Jules. So you imagine that's, that's what that a, means, a, yeah. Yeah, you're looking at a good a good couple of months then, at least for that, aren't you? Coming back, so maybe we do need a a body in the forward positions, and I guess some central midfield cover is the the area that's crying out at the moment. Mm. You know, Kamara isn't up to fitness yet. Evans has been out for a month. I think he was two months through, two and a half months out in, in total. And obviously Humphreys is probably playing more football than we might like him to at this stage. So central midfield for me would be a an obvious one, uh, and maybe a forward option if John Jules is out
2: for the for the longer term. I still think this squad lacks just a bit of nous and experience in terms of... Yeah, I know um, we talked about this earlier in the season and uh, Keo maybe coming in as a bit of a you know, kind of wise old head. Maybe if it's a central midfielder coming in and it's a lone player, Joe, maybe from the Championship, is that where you can maybe bring in someone to tick that box as well, do you think?
3: Yeah, because you want, you want to look at the long-term plan of what you've got in place and obviously Whilst Lee Evans and Dominic Ball are injured, they're both contracted for all of next season as well. Obviously, Cameron Humphreys is contracted for all of next season, as is Sam Morsey, as is Panucci Kamara. So you've got five central midfielders there. So when you're looking to bring someone in, are you wanting to bring someone in for the longer term, knowing what you've already got in the club? Or are you just looking someone that can just bring some experience in for a few months and sort of just trying to help you see you over the line. Maybe like when Richie Wellens came in previously or someone, someone of that ilk had been there, seen it, done it guy who can come in and hit the ground running and just play some football for us for a few months and see where it gets to at the end of the season. But I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's every window is tough because there's always so many sort of spinning balls that you have to sort of keep up in the air or spinning plates. You need to keep up in the air with regards to ongoing contract situations, Money that you're spending. Are, are you able to bring players in who are good enough to go up to the championship with you? Um, are there players who are out of the out of contract in the summer that you might be able to pick up at a good fee in January? I know there's there's a, there's a lot of choice, isn't there? That's the
5: same with the striker, isn't it? You know, you, <clears throat> do you get someone just to get you over the line, and everyone shakes hands in May, June, and says thanks very much for your help? You, you have to do well to find a player who's willing to do that. Um, So, therefore, you think it's probably going to be a loan unless you can pull something ridiculous out of the bag um, and get someone who's going to take you to, you know, hopefully come along with you to the journey when you go up. Because, you know, I've already got Ladapo who didn't fancy or fancied a few more quid in the League One rather than playing in the Championship this season for his existing club. So, is he one that's going to be, you know, nailed on for a start or in around the squad next year? You don't know.
2: I remember the Sheffield United Championship promotion, Craig, people will forget they took Gary Medine on loan and Scott Hogan, who barely played on it. He actually scored against us, didn't he? In the game, they went up, but yeah. sometimes it's just, yeah, just beef out that squad a little bit. And like you say, nice little promotion bonus and a handshake at the end of it. Um, speaking of handshakes, our favorite contributor, David is alive and well with a 20 euro super sticker. I'll drink <laughs> to that as well. Thank you so, so much, David, such a kind um, supporter of the podcast and uh, we thank you kindly. Um, sorry, let me scroll up a little bit. Um, Andrew, well, let's go to Craig on this one then. Should we perhaps not play any first-team players in the Buxton game to avoid any more injuries? We are in very much damned if you do, damned if you don't um, territory with this one, aren't you, in terms of the manager?
5: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you don't want to be going, <clears throat> excuse me, obviously you've got to uh, treat it with caution. You know, we'd, we'd, I'd imagine Greg Lee will get another good chunk of um minutes under his belt because you know it's it's a long time between last night and sunday you know, we've got an extra day haven't we in effect so it does give people a time to recover you'd have thought Keo will play again edmondson will play again um don't know what the situation is. you may just give him another a week's rest sort of thing so i don't think we're in the in the realms of having to play a reserve team But obviously getting a bit further forward i can't imagine it'll be too dissimilar to to last night's team to be perfectly honest um Maybe you'll bring Chaplin in for a, a little bit of a you know, just to keep him fresh for the for the following um Friday it'll be, won't it? I think we're at home with Forest Green. Um so Fleetwood, I can't Fleetwood. I can't see it Fleetwood, sorry. I can't see it being too dissimilar to um to last night. Obviously we'll have um Hadmi back, won't we? So maybe we'll get him to have a full ninety or the 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 um thick end of ninety minutes for him, hopefully, rather than having Jackson
3: doing nothing up front by himself. I think when you when you look at the the sort of two-week gap between Exeter and Fleetwood game. Obviously, we've got the game last night in that and the Buxton game in it. I think probably you, you're going to want to give each one of your first-team players at least one game out of the two, aren't you? Just to keep them ticking over, unless they've got a knot. But like, so I'd imagine Leif Davis will come back in. Janoi Nassim will come back in. Uh, Cameron Burgess will have a, a full game. I, I, I think you just want to make sure everyone's ticked over with one game in that period and try and have as few as people as possible playing two games, but. In the central midfield, we don't really have any options. So no, you imagine it's no. going to be Sam Moores and Cameron Humphreys again. I'd be surprised if Davis,
5: Davis and Denastian play again or st- certainly start again because just because mm-hmm. the sheer amount of minutes they've played recently. Mm-hmm. You know, certainly Davis. Maybe he'll come on. He'll do the reverse um, Greg Lee role that Lee used to do for him at the beginning of the season. Maybe come off the last half hour just to, as Joe says, just to keep him ticking over.
4: McKenna's and he want to get some minutes isn't... into Edwards. Where well, only Edwards couldn't play last night, obviously. So he'll want to get some minutes yeah. into him, I would have thought. So I, I think it will be fairly strong. I think it will be like like Joe and Craig say. It will be kind of the players that didn't feature last night mixed with the, you know some players still needing a bit of fitness. And hopefully we can get the game one. And then you can look to bring on maybe some of the youth from the bench if need be in the second half and, and rest some for the Fleetwood game.
2: Said as much, didn't he, the manager, about um, uh, Morsi and Humphreys. You said he didn't really want to be playing them, but had no choice. So I think, yeah, we know where that's going to, where that's going to go. Um, Balls. who can we get as a striker from the championship bed? Um I was doing a stream this morning and someone was talking about Lyle Taylor, not even being registered. I think uh, Nottingham so, Forest, um, which is yeah, experienced bit of a, um, bit of a sure house as well, um, play with back to goal, um, which was an interesting conversation. I'd have to have a good look down the, down the tables, but, yeah, someone in that um, that ilk of the Scott Hogan, you know, maybe they're on the bench every every week. I'm not saying we're going to get Scott Hogan now. It's called nine goals for Birmingham, but in that comparison to the Sheffield United um, promotion, right? Let's go on to Harness then, um, Seb. Um, I think I heard a, a rumor that's that's not necessarily true, but um, we've got our fingers crossed on uh, well. I've got one side cross for Harry Kane and the other for Marcus as at the moment, said. But um, we could really, really do without him um, dropping out, couldn't we?
4: Yeah, I mean, you know, do we read into McKenna's comments post match where he said he doesn't look great? Is he kind of preparing us for bad news? I, I, I don't know. I, I assume there was some sort of scan today, or there'll be one tomorrow, and then we'll hear. And that would be a, you know, a real, real blow if, if, if he were out for any significant kind of long term. Then we'd have to go out in January and probably strengthen that that forward area again i guess that's the the problem with these kind of games isn't it you know it's a, a relatively meaningless game in the in the grand scheme of things and all it takes is one injury and suddenly it turns a disappointing night into a really bad night but but fingers crossed it won't be won't be that bad all I get to keep thinking of when Freddie Sears went off against was it Norwich it didn't Norwich, look that yeah. bad yeah it didn't look that bad did it when he went off and then suddenly he was out for like a year that's mm-hmm. kind of the absolute worst case scenario but fingers just crossed, think I'll, of
3: the times when the players have just hobbled off and looked fine then being back the next week
4: instead yeah exactly yeah I mean he, he, he 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 didn't go off on a stretcher, did he? He hobbled off, he said, with help from the the medical staff. Hopefully it's not too bad and we'll get some some positive news because we do need it on that injury front at the moment, don't we?
5: He got carried past to the stretcher, didn't he? Yeah. The stretcher stayed exactly where it was, on the back of that (laughs) little trolley, while he got carried by two members of staff around the pitch and past the stretcher. Brilliant. Uh,
2: We'll stay with you then, uh, Craig. Uh, James, since our takeover and the increase in fan attendances, does anyone else feel increased frustration with our own supporters in the stands, the absolute <laughs> nonsense you hear in person and online. E- expectations. I mean, look, let, let's let's be honest. Football supporters, and I include all four of us in in that, are at best irrational and at worst just complete juvenile babies. But um, with increased expectation and attendance, is is that something you're 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 seeing from where your seat is, Craig? I don't I don't
5: see it from where I normally sit, <clears throat> um, up in the top top tier of the Pioneer. Magnus, stands sorry, in the right in the corner. It's it's not too bad, to be perfectly honest. Um, but I think you're right there, Ben, is that it's just expectation, isn't it? You know, understandably, people have had expectations since the American guys took over. Um, with it, you get increased um, attendances. People who don't normally maybe have attended matches very recently who come along with that expectation already sort of hardwired into them. And um, you know, certainly these home games have been, Frustration. um Luckily, the the away games are sort of keeping us ticking over. And um I said the fans there aren't aren't um, too bad. But so last night was a bit of an eye opener for me. I was sitting in wide block last night, so there was a lot of tutting going on in in wide block. <laughs> Get it forward and and that sort of thing. Although it wasn't a, a great. Stop messing
2: around with it.
5: Yeah, very much so. It was, it was very <laughs> much that um yeah that line of questioning. Um, but so yeah, I think it just comes hand in hand with the as. As a question said that it comes hand in hand with the increased um attendances because they say they're people who haven't had to sit through Ipswich Nil Hole Three at home um on a cold Tuesday night not that uh, not that long ago. The rest I'm thoroughly enjoying myself at the moment, to be perfectly honest.
2: Can you name the Jared Bowen definitely scored one of those goals? Did Harry Wilson can you get Joe, you must better do it? I think, it Harry, Wilson did. I think Harry Wilson goal scorers. Harry uh, Wilson Irvine or oh, no. I said one of the central midfielders drive one in. I can't remember. Anyway, um, what happy days they were losing three 0 to. Exactly. Um, That's all you've got to look back to. Just remember. To fair though. Them, though, Jared Bowen and bloody Harry Wilson. There, some players. Um, they, I think it was the first. I do think did. Bowen scored. Didn't he come on and um, put one in from a real tight oh, yeah, angle? Well, it's,
3: it's Marcus Henriksson, Harry Wilson, and Jared Bowen.
2: Marcus Henriksson, I would have been here literally. Well. I probably would have died first rather than been in it all my entire <laughs> lifetime before I named that one. But there we go. Um Joe, <laughs> we keep getting this. I think this is um I think this person, Romeo, has answered their own question here. Is the Morgan Whitaker link realistic or just someone stirring up some some mischief? This this seems like a, a fan generated, motivated um uh, link, doesn't it? Um yeah, but, but the, we know, but we know
3: Phil that, wouldn't put uh, it on TWTD, would he, if it wasn't uh is it on if TWTD. Yeah, it was on TWTD. Oh, okay. So Phil wouldn't put it on there unless there was um, something to it. So I'm, I'm sure there is. And I say, I think there's. I'm sure Swan, um, Plymouth fans would say, well, why would he leave us to go to Ipswich when he's doing well here? But we don't know what Swansea C has is his next path of development. Do they want to get him to a bigger club with more expectation on him, and or is there a chance we could do a loan deal? obviously paying a bigger fee with bigger wages, I'm sure that would be the case, or one with a look to buy him in the summer if we put an agreed fee on the deal, if we go up, for example. So it, so we—we we, none of us know what Swansea are thinking, but
2: I don't think well, it's particularly outlandish. I just, can, I Every, it's in there? can I just chip in there quickly, Joe? Because I remember um, doing championship stuff I think he was a punt in the first place for Swansea, and that was not under Russ Martin as well. I, if memory serves correctly, he was the first one out the door after the administration at Derby that could have been got cheaply, if you know what I mean. And it mm. felt a little bit like, okay, you know, we'll, we'll take him and we'll see how it goes. And they've changed manager since. So um, when you say, depends what Swansea think of him, um, I d- sadly, a good player, I don't think they think a lot of him, bless him.
3: No, and. They're not on particularly direct side. where well, he's quite direct, isn't he, in his in his attacking play? But we we know from McCauley Bond and Christian Walton last year, every loan has to be renegotiated in January now. And we've seen teams like Swindon have four really good loan players like Scott Twine and that, uh, and lose them all in January. We've seen Milton Keynes lose four players in January who are doing well and they're flying in the league. That the parent clubs don't care how well the player is doing at the club. They they just want to find either a, a way to get more money if if they if Plymouth want to keep him with the way he's played this season chances are they're probably going to need to stump up more money to renegotiate that deal that's that's what happens it's I'd say Christian Walton last year Brighton were going to call him back just to, to have him as their fourth choice keeper before they released him in the summer
2: well Charlton arguably got relegated because Connor Gallagher, Connor Gallagher taken yeah. halfway through the season because um Chelsea wanted to bump him up the league to um to Swansea, uh, keep your questions coming in, guys. Um, but like generally, you, you have to look at loans.
3: They're not season-long loans; they're half-season loans, and they have to be resorted again in January, all nearly all of them.
2: Mm.
3: Unless like all, Joe Piggott for example, to Portsmouth is not that because that must have been part of the Joe ha- and the Marcus Harness deal that there was no break clause in January.
2: Um, El Mazzoni comes up a fair bit, Seb, doesn't he? Is that um, it could work, couldn't it? It could do. Yeah, he's doing very well down at Leighton Orient, isn't he? By all accounts, he had an injury,
4: but I think he's flying again now. And yeah, I guess that's part of the kind of the, almost the future building, isn't it? You know, we were discussing earlier about bringing in a, a wily experienced streetwise head or he's the opposite. You know, you bring him in and you give him kind of four, five, six months to look at him and, and make a decision if he can make the grade here if we go up or if he's going to move on permanently in the summer. I don't think Harper would be on the same kind of page for me. You know, he's, he's barely featuring. I'm sorry, player of the year, Rakeem Harper. He's, uh, he's barely featuring his knee up, uh, down at Exeter. So, you know, El Mazzuni, no issue with that one. But, you know, like we said earlier, if you could get somebody a little bit more streetwise from the league above, you'd probably do that just to tide you over and leave him kind of flying where he is um, because he's doing very well. That's probably a bit better for him than coming in and playing four or five games and then taking a back seat when the likes of Evans and stuff start to come back in again.
5: You'll get a clear indication of what we think of El Mazzuni if we still are struggling and we don't end up That's bringing true. him back, I suppose, won't you? Um, it is still I- a jump. Isn't you know, not be funny, we're second in league one looking to progress and he's <coughs> first second in league two looking to they're really progress,
2: good Craig or really. yeah yeah
5: but it's still a you got know, who he's playing against each week is still a still a fair old
2: jump guys
3: sorry it's difficult sorry, to bring go ahead, go ahead. someone in when it's like your role is going to be back up to Sam Morsey and you're probably going to play four games between now and the end of the season when he's suspended and and unless he gets injured it's a hard role to sell to someone and maybe El Mazzini would be the best person to have that here, have him in and around the first team training, because he's got another, I think, two years after this one on mm. his contract. Motivation, yeah. And I don't know, I, it's, it's, it's a very hard sell to bring someone in in that role, but when we've got somebody who is excelling, in the, yes, in the division below, but playing a, a deep role, playing a similar role to what Morsey's playing for us here, he seems a very natural backup to him. And he
5: strikes, but, a, strikes a sort of character who'd come back and actually fight for it as well, didn't he?
2: True, true. Um, Guys, keep that chat full of questions. Um, We are just going to go to a quick message from one of our wonderful sponsors and we'll get back to the (music) Q&A.
0: Innovation Labs is business hub and co-working space with strategic locations across Suffolk. Our aim is to foster innovation, entrepreneurship, business growth, and the development of an AI centre of excellence in Suffolk. Monthly hot desks are available from just £79. For more info, head to innovationlabsgroup.com or contact info at innovationlabsgroup.com. Innovation Labs, providing support for businesses across Suffolk. Locations in Stowmarket, Market, Ipswich, Sudbury, Woodbridge, with more to follow. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. A participating restaurant's 18 plus serving times. delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
4: Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process.
1: The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
2: Yeah, thank you to Innovation Labs partnering up with the podcast. Right, keep the questions coming in. Um, who am I going to go to? Craig. Um, they know who they want already, don't they? Um, yes, you would hope, though, uh, look, there's probably two lists, aren't there? And there will have been one hastily written after the Don Ball injury, right, as well. There's, there's two sides to this, isn't there?
5: Yeah, well, you know, we haven't got um, – we're not hamstrung by the fact that there's going to be no one around, or just Leo Neil by himself. We're around to Leo Neal. is still around. Um, <laughs> just by himself with a couple of post-it notes Leo stuck Leo Neal is knocking down right
2: staples.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> Hard hat and high viz. <laughs> A clip. <laughs> Go
2: uh, ahead, Craig. <laughs>
5: <clears throat> yes, they do know who they want. Um, but as I say, you, you've got faith that they will have a list. They've probably got umpteen list, and they've got umpteen players on those umpteen lists, haven't they? We are we are now in the realms where we do have Paul Cook's recruitment room um, to hopefully cover all eventualities. And indeed, it's quite interesting listening to the, that fantastic interview that um, the, the Kings of England guys did with Ashton about. They talked about the manager. Um, succession planning as well. That was quite an interesting little piece. But no, short long answer to a short question. Yes, they will know exactly who they want. And as Dashton said, they've started to have conversations with people to uh, get the ball rolling. It won't be the David Norris entire length of January before he signs right at the very end, I don't think. It'll be the first few days of January, I thought.
2: Oh yeah, signed on the 15th of December, announced on the 31st of December, playing (laughs) on the 2nd of January. But in
3: in fairness, it's easy to Sort of criticise past regimes, but we did spend the whole summer chasing George Hurst to end up with Gasanahadme this this summer, didn't we? So it's you, you, you might have this target what you want, but if the selling club isn't playing ball, at some point you need to you have to move on. And and we might be in that position where we're going right to the end of the window, seeing how far we can push it.
2: It's going too late, though, Joe, isn't it? Um, I don't know how many how many how many games mm. do you lose going all the way to the end of January? Probably another three, four, and yeah. I, I mean I don't know how stacked up the january i think there was a couple of tricky ones look you're never never that far from a from a tricky game in in league one with the half and half status but um there we go uh charlie new pitch on the way uh, said what else does the ground need it did sound exciting the whole um you know new turnstiles on the back of um churchmen's and a, a temporary car park for the sounds of it but they might be able to do something else there Um, Was Mark Ashton responsible for um, the cinema stuff at um, Bristol City as well? It's all very very sleek and lovely around there, isn't it now?
3: I'm sure sure he'll lay claim to it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
4: <laughs> on the uh, on the pod he alluded to they've got the property expertise from the, the three lines is it Mark Detmer is the property guy over there so you know when you look at these American stadiums they have so much stuff going on I'm sure they've got some sort of watered down version for what they want there sounds like we might be getting some kind of almost maybe a fan zone type thing or something at that end of the of where Staples currently is after Paul O'Neill finishes his, his, his knocking it down <laughs> um, and obviously the, the big thing is the cobbled stand you know it's the oldest stand there now I guess they might have longer term plans as he said, didn't he in the in the in the KO interview, he said we can then once we've knocked down the Staples car park, we can discuss with the, the, the council about Port Madrid and stuff. So I'd imagine they've got five, ten year plans in place. And I guess we'll have to sit back and watch it. One thing that is interesting, do you remember when he first joined and he kind of said the ground is set up the wrong way, it's the entrance is facing away from the town. He's saying
2: that just, just twenty years, Seb, haven't they? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I just wonder if he's looking at doing yeah.
4: something and maybe even just where the you know staples is it might make that a grand entrance. I I, I don't know. I but think he but did they make- were,
3: that was mentioned, wasn't it? That they were, that you sort of would then be able to open up that front of the ground a bit more from that yes. side, I think, as yeah, part yeah, yeah. of it. So, yeah, I'd imagine that. But there's another guy that's sort of a new operations manager, isn't there? I think he's been previously like Aston Villa and Rangers, possibly. So, there's, we've got some yeah, proper yeah. expertise in there. So,
2: Mr. L. O'Neill, was it? <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> okay. But, but, my, my, but I wonder, obviously, you said mention the Cobalt stand there, but you talk about like Portman Road is shut for the length of the Cobalt stand now. Is there, Is there that potential where that road is just totally finished now? You don't, you don't need it there anymore because it's it's been shut off since the neighbourhood plans, as I think part of COVID, they shut shut a load of sort of rat runs off, didn't they, through through the town centre and that part of the ground is shut now. Is that a chance to expand back to make that into a real,
2: really impressive stand?
3: Obviously, not any time now, but in the next again when when we need to visualize that
2: Bristol City. Yeah. main stand yeah. it's exactly yeah. what you've just described mm-hmm. and they you know they built back and then they built um, built up didn't they they will they um, will de-
5: I, I, they'll definitely definitely do that they'll definitely encapsulate that bit of portman road but then and, and as we were talking about where they put the away fans you may end up seeing the away fans in the south stand and then they can all shoot back off to the train, the train station, station can't they straight out the back of the stand after the train station sort of thing They're, if you want to hear the word egress mentioned about four dozen <laughs> times listen to the kings of anglia did, what's Patrick.
2: that word, Craig? Egress.
5: Egress? E- what
2: does that egress.
5: mean? Egress. What, 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 what egress. What was it Egress. means egress. You don't it's know, it,
2: do you?
3: Le- leaving, <laughs> exiting the state. No one not say exiting. You keep saying the word egress. He's obviously just learned egress. it himself. Well, egress. my worry is I, I, on a day like today, I get a lot of call-outs for
2: water ingress. So I'm I much <laughs> prefer oh. egress. <laughs> this is the um, etymology of this said word, isn't it? Um, Max... Max effects. Lots of talk about players coming in. Can we see anyone leaving in January? I think we've had that. If TJJ needs surgery, then surely that's the last we see of him, Joe. Well, he's had surgery. He doesn't. He doesn't need it.
3: Hopefully not anymore. He's had it. So I, I don't know what the recovery is from these six weeks or so. Is probably. I, I think he, sh- he should be fit during January. So there. But players leaving. I, I don't really see anyone that would leave. I guess the only potential person is that if TJJ. Is fit. We do sign a striker. Maybe Gasan Ahadmi or someone like that goes out on loan somewhere to try and get some more football because you probably wouldn't need him. But when you look through the squad, Steven I can't. <laughs> Steve Evans and itch, but I can't really think of any. i
2: Stephen this season. Go I can't really think of
3: anyone unless maybe Vaslav Hladke as well. If if a club's oh. willing to make him their number one, I think he'd he'd quite happily go go there. I think as well with John Jules. <clears throat> he doesn't form part of
5: ours. Um, registered squad does he so it's not any skin off our nose really if we can keep still afford him and he's no done all the
2: training in the pre-season and everything he knows yeah. knows all the knows all the ropes as well Craig yeah. doesn't he yeah. um, Rob Edmondson's form seems to be going in the opposite direction to Burgess discuss said.
4: He had another mess up last night, didn't he? I saw it on the highlights. I think he plays a, a sloppy ball. He's trying to find somebody out on the left, Greg Lee, presumably, and they intercept and, and run forward. And, yeah, it's a strange one because he got dropped and wasn't even making benches. Then he suddenly got himself back in the side because of Burgess' injury. And now it appears that Burgess and, and, and Wolfenden are going to be the kind of first-choice central defensive pairing because of what Burgess can offer with the balance of a left footer and the, the strength and the no nonsense stuff you, you sometimes need. It's surprising because, you know, last year, after he, I know he had the late start and he, he came in against the Bolton, game and we conceded five goals but uh, you know he he settled down pretty quickly and it was a big blow when he got injured in February whenever it was for the running and I kind of thought maybe he's one that you know people might start throwing a bit of interest in but yeah at the moment he is going to have to kind of be patient I guess I I assume he'll play against Buxton again alongside Keo, maybe um, as as an excuse to give him some some minutes and then he's going to have to probably sit out and wait for either one of Wolfenden or Burgess to to, to, to drop off or get an injury and then he can get himself back in the side but it's probably not been the the season he wanted so far but unfortunately he does have a habit of making these you know these kind of brain farts which unfortunately for him every time he seems to do it it seems to lead to a goal as well so he gets highlighted more but you know he's he's a quality player I really like him. I like what he offers when he can bring the ball out and look to move forward down the pitch. Um, But I think he's going to have to be patient for a while. And for now, Burgess has got that shirt, I think.
3: There were four or five. I know you. In uh, we were only able to catch the highlights there, but that pass that he did there, that happened four or five times last night. Yeah. That, that, wasn't a, okay. that wasn't a one-off. It was all was game. This just he the lack really of struggled. the
2: intensity in the game, Joe, or something deeper? I think, he, just, he just
3: struggled, didn't he? I, I think he struggled yeah. having Keo next to him because when he makes generally, when they've made a mistake, you have got Luke Wolfenden who's just sort of flies back to cover, and Keo wasn't able to do that alongside him there. But but yeah, Cameron, Cameron Burgess has not made mistakes. He's played really well, sort of come back in show no ill effects of that horrendous injury he's had. And like i say he's he's got the shirt as as Seb said. And I, I, I don't well, I, I hope George Edmondson doesn't get it back because it means that Cameron Burgess has played well until the end of the season. And if he's done that, we're going to be in a very good position, aren't we?
5: Edmondson's confidence you. just seemed to like
3: just drain
5: from him last night after one or two um, bad passes. And he kept... first half, he was stitching up poor old Hlagkey, passing it further back to him. Hlanky just definitely didn't want the ball. And then second half, he decided to pass it to Portsmouth for the majority of the half, unfortunately.
2: Um, some facts in the comments here. Mark Ashton did indeed invent cinema, the king of the silver tongue and... The silver screen. This is not my he's when he, when he stood previous. up in that
5: meeting, he said, I'm going to get 18,000 season tickets, and he was scoffed at.
2: Scoffed. There we go. Uh, keep your questions coming in, guys. What was that one from Michael? Uh, Craig, morning from Brisbane. Shows after Tuesday night. How much we need another number nine rather than trying to use Jackson in that position? Um, yeah. Is that just a hard agree? <laughs>
5: Hundred percent, yeah. Or oh, try Burgess. We've done it the last couple of home games. Don't we? We've had Burgess up there in the last uh, ten minutes or so of the game. Yeah, he can't do it. We all Hurst. know he can't. Yeah, quite. Yeah. Um, some more. Who's um, Chris Sutton played up up front yeah. at the back? Didn't he? Dion Charles, Ian Marshall,
2: Ian Marshall.
5: Um, what was I saying?
2: Sorry, it's, a, it's almost like someone's mean, been no. talking complete drivel while she have been trying to answer the question. Yeah,
3: I can't remember what I was talking about now. <laughs> Katie, Katie Jackson, wasn't it? But yeah, oh I, yeah. I just do don't it, think he. he's... Uh, he's he's not number nine in the system, no. is he? And the two times he's played there this season, which was Colchester in the League Cup and last night, he just... We've struggled as a team because we haven't had that focal point. He's a chess piece now that McKenna likes to put on the left or the right to exploit a weakness. And like I say, we, what, what, what was his, what was his yeah, best yeah, bit of work? He did he just stay. He got away, down the side, takes a touch, looks up, finds Marcus Harness in the box, Harness... I think laid it off to Morsey, who found Greg Lee. And, it, like, Jackson is very good when he gets in those wide positions, but he's, he's got to start wide, not... not. He, but like I say, he, he just doesn't work in that central position in this team, does he? It was need to master,
5: wasn't it, last night, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But uh, Sunday he won't be playing centre. I can't imagine he'll be playing in the middle. On No, and, 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 I, and I
3: think he'll, he'll have a... I think Katie Jackson will make a lot of very important contributions to us for the rest of the season, because I think he's a good player, but he's, he's not a number nine in this system we play. Hmm.
2: Right, Keep your questions coming in in the chat. Um, Seb, let me just throw at you the next few fixtures just to get your thoughts. Um, and talking about January's and transfer windows, we're in this crazy run now, four consecutive home games, albeit two of those in the cup. So, Buxton, Fleetwood, and then you know, Peterborough, uh, Wickham away. Well, not quite the Wickham they were. Oxford and then Pompey away again takes us to the end of the year. What's jumping off the page for you there, um, Seb? What are your thoughts um, through to the end of the year? Well, I guess the trickiest
4: one, I'll probably be proved completely wrong, but the trickiest one looking at that list there for me is is Pompey away. You know, Peterborough, I know they're one of the big boys, but their away form is so bad. And we're, we're sure, currently, sure. aren't we like 10 points ahead of them or something? Uh, Ronnie Edwards, I don't know if his red card has been challenged or if that can be overturned. I, I don't know, but they could be missing one of their key players. So for me, that and Fleetwood, you've got to win your home games. That Fleetwood and Oxford, we should be certainly looking to to bag maximum points. And then it's it's the big one is, is Pompey away, isn't it? You know, we, we know what kind of game it will be like out I know we beat them last year, but before that, I don't remember our record at Fratton Park being amazing. Um, so that could be a bit of a, a tricky one going into January. But for those home games, you've got to pick up maximum points. I don't really see anything to fear either. You know, I know they're all stupid times because the World Cup, but you know, Fleetwood are pretty inconsistent. Peterborough rubbish away from home. Wickham away, like you say, is a bit of a tricky one. They've kind of found a bit of rhythm in recent weeks, and it's always going to be a difficult place to go to. Apart from last season, if you've got Selena in your side um, and Oxford on Boxing Day, we know you know the kind of tricks and time wasting they might well bring out. But if we're serious about maintaining this push with Plymouth and Wednesday, we've got to win those home games, and and then yeah, Pompey away is the one that's jumping out at me. Joe, yeah, well,
3: it's just a good opportunity now for us to sort our home form out a little bit. And it's, I know we're not we're not in bad form, but it does seem at home where we struggle to break breaks teams down, and they're going to come here and try and defend deep. We're away from home, we seem to get better. But I guess the big thing that jumps out is that it's. With the game on against Lincoln on January the second, it's effectively six games until the window opens, isn't it? Six league games. So, if we are short of players, we've got six games to get through in in a month, effectively.
5: With the issue we've got is that the home. Sorry,
3: Joe, is that home form? Is that you said was saying
5: that we just have so many shots and so few goals? Don't we the last? I didn't did a little tally. Last four home matches, I think it's ninety shots with. <laughs> <laughs> and scored two two goals. I think we scored, didn't we?
2: It's about two games worth for Joe Royal's side, isn't it? That <laughs> yeah, they were on <laughs> a lot. Of
5: those were on target. A lot of ours aren't at the moment. And yeah, we'd have conceded right.
2: ninety shots as well, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very, very true. Um, guys, get some questions in the comments. I scroll down and I'm looking for stuff with question marks on the end. Get that filled up. We're, we're prepared to go. Um, right the way through until um, the hour mark. But yeah, get some questions and we'll talk about anything you particularly want to. Um, Quick plug um, for... No offence, Seb, but some real expertise on the preview show um, this week because we've got someone who works for the the opposing team, right? Much better. Yeah, absolutely. None of this
4: nonsense (laughs) about five foot seven centre backs who turn out to be six foot three. None of that kind of rubbish. You'll hear some legitimate stuff. Yeah, we've got um, something up and coming on. I don't know when it's when it's going out. Right. Friday. Are we allowed to reveal who it is? Presumably? Yes, yeah, go on, go on. Yeah. Mr. Tommy Miller, assistant manager at Buxton has done a, had a chat with Dave. I think it's been recorded tonight. So that'll be the, the pre-match offering this week because he'll be able to offer way more expertise and, and clarity than me and Rich ever could. So yeah, make sure you watch that one coming down your feeds and get an insight into Buxton before Sunday.
2: It's always good to hear from Tommy Miller, um, isn't it? And uh, as we said, yeah, we've um, acknowledged your messages about David Johnson, the first and David Diamond, um, I think actually as we speak, we'll be um recording something in reference for um the great David Johnson who has sadly died today. Uh right, Michael, are any of the young lone players to come back and play up front. That's a hard no, isn't it, Joe?
3: Yeah, well unless you're gonna stick Elkin Baggett up there for his height. <laughs>
2: Yeah, and looking at Gillingham's goals record, that's probably um, not going to work, is it? I guess the, Ozzie, the interesting the, one, he's not
3: alone. But, um, oh yeah, Yengi is back. He's had a decent spell in Finland, <clears> but <throat> it's hard to know the difference there. But Tawanda Chirerewa, whose name I can never say, is he in favour, out of favour, fit, not fit? I don't know. But he's a player that's scored goals basically every game for the under twenty-three for about 18 months now. So, maybe... maybe in that ten role, if Harness is injured, he might he might come into the rotation there, or will it be Zander Zizaba, who comes in and trains up with the first team and actually does actually gets opportunities in the league as well? Because I think he showed enough last night to to sort of be there or thereabouts in the squad while we're so short. If Harness is out for a long time.
2: Is Tyree sure. Simpson kicked a single ball for Huddersfield? Yeah.
3: He didn't say he said he was they, he was not due to be fit until like this World Cup break. So right. we'll see we'll see where he is the other side of this. So what whatever happened,
2: he wasn't going to be playing
3: until after this break anyway, whether he was here or there.
2: Mark Fotheringham says, Guys, 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 I want as many attackers on the pitch as possible. So we think guys, he will get some um he will get some football. Um Craig. A asks, "How often do we get clean strikes on target?" I've got, I don't really know what he means by that. So let's see if you can make head nor hair of that.
5: We don't get many unclean strikes on target either. That's that's the issue. We <laughs> don't get many shots on target. Certainly at home, we don't get many shots on target. Um, was it one out of ten last night? Wasn't it? It was Lincoln. It sounded like f- five out of thirty. So yeah, we for some reason I don't know why. Too fair, you know. There's a lot of blocks flying in, aren't there? And you know, opposition teams are playing well against us at home. Unfortunately, they're very being very um, regimented. You know, very disciplined. Um, they're setting up as you know. The word's got around now that that's the way you need to set up against us yeah. at home. And we will struggle to to break you down if you know Chaplin's not having a not on it and Harness is injured. Then you do sort of struggle to see where that little flicker glimmer of um inspiration is going to come from in that front four. Um but yeah since sort of Evans Evans strikes a ball cleanly he's more as he never seems to strike a ball particularly cleanly um, so yeah so it's more about the shots on target rather than the the technique. I'll just scuff one in if you want, I don't mind.
2: Plymouth Plymouth love a clean strike, cool. don't they? <laughs> um, I think David Diamond's actually finished because he's um he's entered the entered the fray and centre back and captain has the wonderful name of Josh Granite. So sure, <laughs> sure David Diamond has got a granite worktop. Um <laughs> <what>? <laughs> where are we? Um, but, um actually Joe Fairs would show you how to install a granite. He do it for you. Um at this point, can each of you say where we'll finish? Need a number, boys. Um, uh, I'll start off by saying no, balls, and I'll stick with my um, <laughs> Ipswich, Sheffield Wednesday and Plymouth will all score over 88 points and one of them will have to go through the playoffs and may lose. But if anyone wants to give a less politician's answer to
4: that than me, uh, Seb? First, we're the best side in the league. Why not? You know, I, I think we're better than Plymouth. I think we're better than Sheffield Wednesday. We've just got to sort out this home form and and yeah, why not be confident? I'm going for, for winning the league. Joe?
3: I'll let someone else finish the chant but we're going up
4: as (laughs) (laughs) playoff winners that's
3: not how it finishes is it
2: I hate it when when, Craig I hate it when I see opposition clubs podcasts like this I think oh, you've smug bunch listen to you lot Oh Sorry, God! We've
5: break. gone through so much crap. We're allowed to be, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we,
4: bloody, if hell, we can't bro. be happy this year. When, when can yeah, we be? Let's yeah, be honest. Shut up,
3: everyone. Let's. No, <laughs> like, 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 Seb. I, like, in all seriousness, I think, I think we are the best team in the league. And I think when you look at nearly any metric, bar the sort of current points that Plymouth have got, not ha- and, and not Burton's how they've played, XG. <laughs> and, yeah. That I, I just think I, I think we're the best team in the league, and I think. I think we should win the league. I I think Plymouth are gonna struggle to have the staying power that us and Sheffield Wednesday have got purely by the fact that, in fairness, we've got budgets that absolutely dwarf theirs, both Ipswich and Sheffield Wednesday do. So we should we should finish in the top two and I I think we will. I think as as Bill said, sorry, sorry, Ben. As Bill said,
5: you know, we will hopefully will make the right signings in in January as well. What what cemented it for me was the, the Ian Westlake interview that Rich and Phil did. Um, two or three weeks ago, um, and he said him. So he said, "I've seen a lot of teams. I see most teams, and we are by far and away the best team in this division. Just the way that we're coached, we're set up, the way we play is streets ahead of anything else. And if a professional footballer is seeing that, he's seeing far more than we ever will." Um,
3: that's and also, the- what we and it's not just the coaches; the setup behind the scenes as well. When we go to an away game in the northwest, we we fly up there, we train at Man United's old training ground for a day before the game. Plymouth, like no offense, to them they can't they can't afford to spend what we're spending just off the pitch with our myriad of men in black suits as well following us around and doing everything for us. we've, we've got the setup to go up. We've got every advantage that we could possibly have. As so long as everyone who's
2: missed... Cheltenham and defend some long throws, they haven't you, despite all of that. <laughs> do you know what I mean? That's the as long as the, as long as
5: everyone who's watching and listening just completely forgets this conversation ever had <laughs> was ever had in like May time. Why do you think
2: I completely sat on the fence at the start of it, Craig? My, my, <laughs> my, my, um, my hands are clean here. Um, <laughs> watching Canada is like watching us all over Belgium, but can't score. There you go. Uh, let's talk about Cameron Humphreys then, because um, we, I, I think there's been some overexcitedness about him, but he's been really. Really um impressive uh, the way he's come in. Um I don't think we want to get into the complete hyperbole games that you, you do see somewhere along the line. But what's your take on Humphreys um and how he how he was gonna be used, how he is gonna be used and where we're we going with him, Seb? I think he's he's he's
4: Massively exceeded all expectations. He's probably playing a bit more than they wanted to. We had the conversation at the back end of the summer window: should he go out on loan, or is he better off service being kept around? Obviously, in the KOA interview with Mark Ashton, he's kind of said that McKenna wanted to keep him here and develop him himself. And I think he's done amazingly well. I think we've got a real, real talent there. You know, he's he's got a bit of everything. I was at Port Vale when I saw him make a a lung-busting run from central midfield to to get to the byline and pull a a, a, a cross back for Ladapo to tap home the third goal. And he's he's offering everything. you know, he's got a lovely range of passing. We've just got to keep him fit because at the moment it's pretty much just him and Morsey in the middle. McKenna came out last night and said ideally you probably wouldn't want either of them to, to have to play that kind of game. But for me, he's been absolutely superb. You know, he's really kind of stepped to the plate whilst others have been out. And I think we've got a real real gem there, to be honest. He's got to be everything, isn't he? You know, he's got the box to box, the energy, the passing range, good shot on him. He's kind of, you know, ticking a lot of boxes and and hopefully he'll uh, well. If players are still out, he'll definitely still get a run in the team for now and he can contribute massively in the second half of the season. But thank God we didn't let him go out on loan because we'd be, we'd be really screwed right now if we had it done, would
2: Joe, is there a danger he might get played too much too quickly? And oh, Do you know what I mean? I, I can't think of best oh, overly fast-tracked because of the injuries. I don't, I don't think so. I, look, there's not that many games this season. At the very most, he's going to play
3: 25 games this season, isn't it? And that's if Evans and Bull don't come back or he holds his place in the team. But... It's not like someone like when Wayne Rooney comes through at sixteen or seventeen, Dyer, and he's playing for England and playing in Europe and he's playing sixty games a season. It's, it's, I don't know. I'd, I'd like to see him play every game from now on. In. He, he looks that good, doesn't he? When you when you see him just on the ball, that lovely sort of balance in there with sort of right foot, left foot. I say as, as good as Lee Evans has been. I, I, I don't think he'll get his place back that quickly if Cameron Humphreys continues improving the rate he has been so far this season. What do you think, Craig? Yeah, well, obviously I echo what the guy said, but I, I've just been imp- impressed,
5: or and a little bit taken aback by his engine. You know, as Eric has said, there it's just he's just got it in here. The amount of energy he's got, he just doesn't stop from from minute one to well, whenever he gets taken off. You know, that's what's impressed me. We all knew he had a a good touch and a lovely lovely pass on him, um, but so it's just been that the tenacity as well. You know, he just seems to be adding to each week. You can see him visibly getting better each time he um each time he plays, which is only good. One question I'd actually have, maybe for Joe's, what comparison him and Dizelle at the same
3: sort of age. Mm. It's difficult because Dizelle burst on the scene so much younger, didn't he? Where mm. Humphreys I, 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 I can check my sort of stats from previous years, but I don't remember him ever really playing for the under eighteens until he was an actual scholar. Where Dizelle was playing for them at sort of under fourteens, under fifteens, under sixteens <laughs> the whole way through and and when he became an under-sixty and under eighteen, effectively, so a scholar, he never played for the under 18s again. He just went straight to the under twenty ones or under twenty threes in the first team. So, Dazelle was ahead, but then he's This is about the age that Dezelle had a bad injury. Mm. So you'll see, but I think if Cameron Humphreys keeps playing the way he is, you're going to be. I'd say you looking at his England under twenty squad when the next one of those squads is out. He's got to be someone that they're they're looking seriously at because he's got he's got all the ability, hasn't he? And he's playing, he he's very versatile. He can play all over and like like we said, that engine. But no, he's he's looking really good. And and like, in, in fairness to some of the young players we've had over the previous years, you sort of Flynn Downs, is Tristan Nydams, Jack Lancaster, Andre Giselles. He's he's actually come into a very well-coached, well-functioning team with a good partner alongside him and being able to sort of find his feet in, in a good side as opposed to... Makes hmm. so
2: much difference, does we it?
3: we And this is, when when you've got a young player, you can have all the plans in the world and say, this is what we want you to do. This is how many games you want to get. This is who you're going to play with. This is when we're going to play you. But 99 times out of 100, that situation just doesn't happen and it becomes needs must. Where at the moment, it feels like Humphreys has walked into the perfect situation and has taken it, taken that opportunity with both hands so far as well. 100%. Oh
2: God, where was that one? Uh, Craig, uh, without Davis and Burns, did we whack whack lips, lack? Spoonerism. Um, did we lack width last night? Before Craig answers that, we've got about nine minutes to go. Get that chat filled with questions. Um, I think we're running dry after this one. Sorry, Craig. Width.
5: Um, yeah, we Yeah, we probably did. We just acted lacked a little bit of urgency. Burns made a difference when he came on um, because he did start to get at his man and you know add a bit of um impetus down that down that right hand side. I think we just lacked we were just lacking. Any real attacking intent or attacking personnel on the pitch, but again needs much. You know, Vincent Young was was playing right wing, wasn't he, um, and an advanced right wing, um, and didn't really take on his man. It's not really his forte, is it? Um, on the left, Lee did his best to get up and down, but you know he's coming back from um, from from, me, from injury. Sorry. Um, so yeah, we probably didn't. Obviously, Edwards couldn't play either. So yeah, I, I suppose you were, and we weren't getting any joy through the centre because. Um, I say poor old Kamara. Kamara wasn't um, wasn't having the best of games in that um, space just behind um, Jackson.
2: Um, I'm going to take this one and then I'm going to ask one. Uh, could we <laughs> beat Norwich yet? Um, now actually might be a good time to play them, particularly in their stadium if they don't take the lead in the first 20 minutes because their fan base is getting rather grumpy with the very <laughs> lovely... Um, I, I find it quite struggling when Norwich hired Dean Smith because... Um, Daniel Farker was obviously very talented, but such a bastard, wasn't he? He was an, ing- an inglorious bastard, wasn't he? Whereas Dean Smith's very really likable. And it's like, well, that doesn't work, managing Norwich. And what I was going to ask you guys, um, we'll come to Seb, sitting in the World Cup, FIFA trying to crack down on, you know, all these ball-in-play stats and adding a tonne of stoppage time on, um, too much, frankly, in some of the games. Do you think that's something that might drip its way through to English football in the EFL? It might benefit I, us with some complaints so. We've had yeah, that time I,
4: wasting. I hope so at this level. You know, we've seen quite a few times when teams just come and all the s housery comes out and the time wasting comes out. And then you're expecting an eight or nine-minute in- injury time, stoppage time at the end of the game, and it turns out to be four or five. So I'd, I'm in favour for it. Like you say, sometimes it is too much. I mean, I don't know where they got 10 minutes for that. I think the second <laughs> second half of the England game seemed crazy, 10 minutes of extra time. But if, if you know, it was always, it's slightly more longer now than it? it has been in previous seasons. And if seven or eight minutes becomes the norm, then, you know, hopefully it'll force teams to stop all of the time wasting and all of the the kind of tactics that we see from you know the managers and the and the opposing players and i'm all for it personally you know if it it keeps the game flowing nice it's you you won't ever stop that you know where you're disrupting rhythm but at least you've got more of a chance to try and hopefully create something at the end of a game rather than just let games peter out to, to nothingness joe
3: yeah well we we pay to watch 90 minutes of football don't we not 60 minutes of time wasting and that and it is and it's got some of the games are so bad even yesterday though Marcus Harness is down injured for ages in the first half and there's three minutes injury time I mean, he was probably down more than three minutes mm. on his own and I say I, you can't add every second onto the clock for when the ball's off taking throw-ins time wasting that side of it but you've got to add when they say 30 seconds a sub but well, some of those subs take four times as long as that and goals celebrations and like, we were trying to start the game yesterday and they would like having a Team talk after a goal, <laughs> drinks break, and it's like, well, and again, we only had, like I said, we only had the three minutes there. I do think there does need to be some, some form of independent timekeeping and some rules like, hundred percent, the the clock stops when the ball hits the back of the net and it doesn't start again until it's kicked off from the centre circle and when I, think I you go down the fourth in,
2: official out, Joe, and replace yeah. him with a timekeeper, can not you?
3: Yeah, and like I say, you see it in hockey or rugby where they just give it that yeah. X. Stop, stop the clock. They don't have to think about it. And like I say that there, there doesn't, there does need to be something like that because I say some games are just impossible to watch, impossible to enjoy. Other sports do. Yeah, you, you, know, you say rugby does it. Basketball's got a clock
5: you can see. You know why? Why is football any different from other sports which are timed? You know why? Why are we kept in the dark about what's going on? It's weird, isn't it?
2: I'd like to see, like maybe the countdown. <laughs> Um, bit of bit of, or that you know, in the basketball, they have the da-da-da-da-da. I'd like um, some of that piped into the stadium as well. That would, well, um,
5: American I would owners, enjoy that matter too. Of time.
2: Um, Craig, I was going to come to you. Um, the managers now seem to have started up the um, the mind games, and I don't really blame Danny Kelly, I probably do exactly the same thing. But I listened to his interview yesterday, and we're hearing a lot of, oh, well, Ipswich, sure, you know they got way more money than everybody. They've got the biggest squad. Cowley even said our second eleven would finish in the playoffs as well. Do you think this is going to start to be a, a theme from, you know, man- I mean, fair enough if the Port Vale manager says it, but the Pompey <laughs> manager t- saying it feels a little bit different. But um, what's your take on that?
5: Oh, I don't think anybody's falling for it, are they? I don't, certainly, the, you know, McKenna's not going to be falling for it. I don't think any um, sensible Whipswich fans falling for it. They know it, they take it for exactly it is certainly from someone like cowley who was at his absolute classless <laughs> worst, rampaging <in> best <laughs> oh he was horrible i was sitting right above the dugouts and he was horrible for the even his, brother, his brother's brother's worse i think the final whistle it, it made for on oh, no, actually it was the it was the goal the, the second goal it made for a good watching to be fair he turned and he was screaming at our director's box i don't know who i saw russell osman in there I don't know if he's got a beef with Russell Osman, but he was <laughs> screaming and screaming at our director's box. Well, him weird. and Mark
3: Ashton were giving it to, to each other in the in the Portsmouth League game, game, weren't they? Yeah. Until yeah. Mike O'Leary had to calm him down. Yeah. There's been a falling out somewhere.
2: Will we make it to the third round of the FA Cup? <laughs> yeah.
4: Yeah, we should, you know, Buxton should be relatively straightforward. Prepare to clip this bit before we've lost 2-0. Yeah. No, Buxton should be pretty straightforward and then hopefully yeah, it we'll to Tommy. Yeah, hopefully we'll get an attractive attractive tie, you know, we we just spoke there about how good our squad is even the second 11, you know, we should we should be looking to make that one pretty pretty straightforward and pretty comfortable, especially being at Portman Road and then hopefully we might get an attractive tie at one of the one of the big boys maybe would be nice, wouldn't it? I'm trying to think what's going to happen
2: Preston away. Yeah, Some, I'm feeling like g- miles Wickham away. away or, yeah, no, Wickham no, but Wickham not Cheltingham because there's a chance of beating them. Someone in the championship where you've been there a million times before. middles miles, miles away. You're probably going to lose as well. Black, yeah. Blackburn, Blackburn yeah. away, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you would like
3: a decent championship side at home. That'd be a good test to see where good, we are. Yeah, one, one yeah.
2: The, like QPR or something like that. That would be, you know, if they played the first team, that would be. Um, Really, really good, wouldn't it? Uh, we are nearly there, guys. Let me do uh, one more here. Uh, da, 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 da. I suppose. Let's go with this one. Uh, will Plymouth keep going and will they drop away like last season? Um, I'm going to go for – I tend to have a couple of year rule and you always look for the teams that are in year, um, year two or three of their process. So – I think they might drop off slightly, but not how they did. I think they had six or seven hard games at the end of last season. But I think Plymouth get over eighty-five points, don't they, Joe?
3: Well, when you look at what they've got, yeah, quite, what, Yeah, yeah. They're ready at like what is it, forty-four points from nineteen games to get eighty-four points is forty-one from twenty-seven. That's not even one and a half points a game, is it? It's, so yeah, I, I think. That, they they will they will drop off because no because they're not going to get 110 points, but it's just they've, they've done so much of the hard work already that they've got they've got room to drop off now. It's just I said there's three sides in this division that are going to accumulate a huge amount of points, isn't it? And it is two from those three that will go up. I'm sh- almost certain of the fact that I'd say Peterborough are ten points behind second at the moment, aren't they? To the sort of run they need to go on to catch up, bearing in mind they're chasing teams who are winning every every week, is, I'd say, um, Peterborough probably need to put together a form as good as Plymouth have done over the start of this season, which is not going to be able to be kept up. So, yes, yeah, it's, it's going to be two from three. Plymouth are a very good side. Like I say, we've, we've spoken earlier about the loan situation with their players. They've got a smaller squad. They're going to have to... They've, they've recruited really smartly last year, but then they lose the players, they've recru- recruited smartly again in the summer. If they lose the players again, how many times can you keep going back to the well? And Because and, even the best managers will get half their recruitment wrong. Mm. If you get half right and half wrong, you've you've, gen- you've generally done pretty well. You look at MK Dons. They've recruited brilliantly, 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 finished third last year, got 88 points. And then this summer, the players they bring in, all of a sudden they're, in, they're four points away from safety at the moment, aren't they? And it's 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 very very difficult to be the side that keeps going back and keeps having to try and find people and that's what they are compared to us and Sheffield Wednesday. Sheffield Wednesday talked about permanent doing mark McGuinness today and they, they, they're just players Plymouth just would would only be able to attract on loan and players they might lose so they do seem the most the side most likely to slip up, but like I how they've, they've they've got such an advantage at the moment that that they can afford to slip up a bit
2: they could sign Steve Koppel on a consultancy thing and bring James Harper and Steve Sidwell into midfield, Kevin Doyle, and then they would get 110 points, wouldn't they? 106. 106. There you go. And
3: sing a song, sing a song about it.
2: That's no, that's no blips at all, all season. Ridiculous. Um, Guys, thank you so, so much for joining us here for the Blue Monday Live Q&A. As Seb had plugged earlier in the show, we will be speaking to Penalty whiz kid and excellent former Ipswich Town Central midfielder, Tommy Miller, who is on the staff at, I was going to say Bakewell then, (laughs) Buxton, which is near Bakewell, isn't it, Craig? Probably. Now, you know random trivia stuff. I know like the Midlands.
5: It. I don't know the Midlands. It's, 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 we now, the when I don't things. want
2: random trivia from you, Craig. You give it to me. And when I do, you, yeah, you, that, yeah, you, yeah. you give me that nothing face.
5: Yeah. Nah. Nah, uh, Buxton, where the water <laughs> comes from, that's all I know about Buxton.
2: All of the water comes all from Buxton. Um, but yeah, thank you, everybody, for joining us. We will be back um, with that show. And then I think um, if I looked at the WhatsApps early, we might move the flagship back. This is under discussion because of a big World Cup game on Sunday night and our Spain,
3: game is Spain Germany isn't it? it's that seven Sunday. what time
2: is our game on Sunday five, 5. 5. yeah so um, yeah that so the flagship might be on Monday next week but who knows and let's just say some thank yous to you nice people in the chat Michael uh, Jules um, a Romeo Romeo done uh, Eric Charlie balls um, Lots of lovely people in the chat. We thank you so, so much. And we will see you all very soon. Say goodbye, Joe. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Seb. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Craig. See ya.
1: The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year.